He needs seen the Cape Fire Guns in the 701. Did you guys catch that uh, Alice in Chains hunting story? <laughs> yeah, I did. Went hunting awesome. through November I like 31st. I think it's great. I think you should be able to shoot whatever you want on November 31st. That sounds like, <laughs> good to me, right? <laughs> you can't say it. You can't say it on April first because then people start shooting anything because that exists. But on on November thirty first, yes, you can shoot whatever you want. <laughs> don't go shooting stuff, folks. Hey. It's December first. Uh, Hopefully, you flipped your calendar. I'll take, any, I'll take any rock musician on our team who likes to hunt and shoot guns. Bring it on. I like that. Good job, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe every February 29th, every four years, we can do it, too. <laughs> well, the other three February 29th. Yeah. <laughs> I guess Lane Staley should have been hunting with Jerry a little more. He'd probably still be alive, huh, Todd? I guess so. <laughs> yeah. I just, you'd think somebody had, shooting guns. somebody at his stature or whatever would have a handler tell him, um, dude... <laughs> there is no November thirty first. You think somebody would have told him, but I guess not. Mm, <laughs> or maybe he's getting into some of Lane's Lane's good stuff. He thought there was an extra hunting day. Who knows? Ah, who knows? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Guns of the seven hundred one here on KFIRE best podcast on iHeart. Four outsider ah, reform candidates nominated by NRA members. What's going on there? Yeah, you know, there's been a lot of talk within NRA and outside of NRA, especially in the media over the past you know, five to ten years, that there's it's corrupt and it's all kinds of things. You've heard the Wayne LaPierre stories, which I've clarified to a lot of people as far as what was going on with his suits and things like that. But nonetheless, it's a, it's an open board. Anyone can run for it. So there are four people, uh, a guy by the name of Judge Phil Journey, Rocky Marshall, Dennis Facero, and Jeff Knox, and Jeff Knox writes uh, a lot of articles for a lot of different uh, publications and uh, basically firearms news outlets. They've all decided that they wanted to run, and they were able to get enough petition signatures from the NRA voting members. Now, remember, NRA voting members are either five-year members or Life Plus members. That's the only ones that can vote in the NRA. And they got their names on the ballot for the 2024 director elections coming up, uh, and essentially 25 people or 25 seats are up every single year out of the 76 board membership uh, director director's board. So that's kind of where this is going. Um, basically what they feel is there needs to be reform there. They, they think there's a lot of issues going on. And I'm not saying there isn't issues going on within the NRA as with any organization that's that large of 6 million members. Plus I do kind of think it's insane that they have a, 75 plus one, 76 member board of directors. I don't know how you get anything done with that many people on there, but hey, you know, that, that's what is formed in the bylaws and it would take a change there. So that's what we got going on. Uh, I mean, you got some board members. One's been there for 43 years. Several been there 20 years or more. I mean, I'm, I vote every, every year when my ballot comes. And yeah, a lot of them names are pretty familiar. So. Maybe it is time for some change, shake things up, and see where we go. But that's kind of, in a nutshell, what's going on with the uh, board of directors. And I guess I wanted to bring it up because everyone says nothing ever changes there. Well, here you go. You got four guys right now that went to the grassroots voting members, got their name on the ballot, and and they're going to go in there and try to win it. So there is some change possibly coming. 
You know, you just said just, with that many members, you wonder how they get anything done. You just maybe think of the U.S. House, but that's just me, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I got a kick out of one of these. Uh, the I think Neil Knox, uh, um, which Neil's got an axe to grind against the NRA. I guarantee it if you're looking at that guy's story, going back to his dad. But yep. uh, he, he said that he, he'd note that we're not seeking any of those leadership positions for ourselves. We just want to ensure the most qualified candidates are available. Yeah, I'm sure if he got a leadership position, he'd say, no, I, I hope everybody remembers that because if he does get in, I guarantee you that guy take a leadership, uh, one of these leadership positions. He's full of it there. He's done this before, too. Um, you know, I, I actually heard Phil Journey play. Remember um, Cam and Company? He was always on the NRA every night doing kind of a live stream thing. And, and yeah. Phil Journey, he was pretty good. But, you know, like I said, Neil Knox, for Jeff Knox, Neil was his dad. I'm not voting for Jeff. I don't know about this Rocky. I'll look into it. Because if you get your NRA magazine, they got a whole spiel <laughs> in there when it comes time to vote about what these candidates stand for and all that. So, I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I'm not against voting for these other guys. Like I said, I'll definitely vote for Phil Journey. But, uh, yeah, you're right. There's some names on there. I know there was that Joaquin Jackson. Remember him from Texas? I yeah. think he finally retired. But, yeah, he was uh, – He was. I think he was a sheriff down there, and he was one of them guys. He wasn't against ARs, but he didn't think he needed more than 10 rounds. And I voted against that guy every time. But <laughs> – Somehow he got on. Somehow he got back he on. There's all those bad apples in the group. So You want proof well, that you need more than 10 rounds? You put the gun in my hand. and uh... <laughs> you know, I, I look at that board of directors deal, and, and it, it does become that for many people, as with regular voting in anything, they don't go check out the candidates. They look for the familiar name no. and go, oh, yeah, I'll vote for that guy. I mean, I mean, there some of them guys, yeah, like Ted Nugent. I'm probably always going to vote for Ted Nugent on the board of directors because I know exactly how he feels and what he thinks. He resigned, think actually, he Clay. He, he did, but you know what I'm getting at is I always voted for him when he was on there. Yeah. And yeah. I, I just, I there are names on there I'm always going to vote for if I see them. Yeah. But, yeah, a lot of these names, you've got to go look at them, see what they've done. Um, I'm always leery when I see a politician's name on there because then I uh, – Nice thing, though, they got a voting record. Pretty easy to go look up their voting record. Guns of the 701 here at K-Fire 550. So uh, apparently, according to a federal judge, there's no Second Amendment right to buy a gun. I, we're supposed to, <laughs> what, make our own? Or what, what does the Second Amendment actually mean, then? <laughs> oh, he wouldn't, he wouldn't want you to do that either, Todd. I mean, probably doesn't want me to throw a rock either. But by the way, I am wearing your shirt today, just so you know. Perfect. You know, you know what? I just realized not to change the subject, but I just realized you guys gave me my very first monogrammed shirt. Ah, oh, there we go. Awesome. Again, the guns in the awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Little TTRG on the back there. I'm like, oh wow, I own a monogrammed shirt. <laughs> There you go. Custom made. Mom would be disappointed this was the first one. In fact, the only one. And it'll probably be my only one my whole life. But it's radio. I don't need a monogram shirt. But uh, so, yeah, in this case. Uh, there's a gun case in Colorado. Rocky Mountain Gun Owners versus Polis, which is Jared Polis. It's challenging Colorado's three-day waiting period for firearm purchases. And then, of course, we got the judge there, Judge John Kane. Speaking of being on uh, something for a long term, appointed to the federal bench by uh, leftist Carter. Jimmy Carter in 1977, he uh, decided to, to stretch the reasoning to the breaking point on, on how you acquire your guns. He said, sure, 
Um, you know, I acknowledge that uh, District of Columbia versus Heller meant the individual right to possess and carry weapons in case of confrontation. The good old uh, Judge Kane <laughs> went on to, to say purchase and delivery are one means of creating the opportunity to have weapons. <laughs> the relevant question is whether the plain text covers that specific meaning. It does not. So he further goes on to say you don't have a right to buy a gun, Todd. That's not your right. Which um, <laughs> that'd be like I'm pulling saying, one out of my butt. Then I mean, how am I getting that thing? Yeah. So any judge that would insist a ban on newspaper sales um, would not implicate First Amendment prohibitions. Um, I mean, they'd disgrace themselves and ruin their profession, wouldn't they? But anything these these leftists can do to to try to discredit or, or stop you from exercising your Second Amendment civil right, they'll pull it out. I mean, it's it, it's ridiculous. He said, I also said, our nation had a historical tradition of regulating the carrying of firearms and use of them by intoxicated individuals. Um, last I checked, uh, founders and framers were sucking down pints in pubs when they were writing um, the Constitutional <laughs> Bill of Rights. So I don't know about that one. <laughs> well, uh, to try and compare the intoxication part of that to a waiting period, it's apples and oranges. I mean, we still have a law on the books to this day. That I mean, North Dakota Century Code's got it right there. It says if you are drinking, you cannot carry. Um, you can't carry into a, a you know place that serves alcohol. Uh, you know, I mean, there's all, there are laws today. They have existed for a long time, but it does not bar your right to purchase or carry. Just only if you're intoxicated, which has nothing to do with a waiting period, because you are doing something to yourself that impairs yourself. Just going to buy a firearm as a normal person. You're not doing anything, so you're lumping everybody in, saying you can't do this for three days, which does not follow the historical use of the Second Amendment, versus a law that basically you've impaired yourself, says, hey, while you're impaired, you can't do this. Not that I agree with it or disagree with it. I'm just saying that that is what the law is right now, and they're apples and oranges. Well, we could get that change in the legislative session here in a little over uh, <laughs> yeah. a year. But there is... See, like, some states have it. If your BAC is below, if it's like point, what is it, point? uh, I mean, what's next? You can't. Alcohol, as long as 50% of its revenue comes from something else, which would be food, somewhere like a Texas Roadhouse or some of these places that most of their revenue is food sales. You may carry in there. Uh, that's in South Dakota. Um, and they, they passed that several years ago. But North Dakota does not have that yet. Yet. The operative yeah. word. But if guns in the 701 have anything to do with it, <laughs> it's either that or we're bringing rocks in and we'll just start throwing rocks. That's just it. All right. More coming up with guns. skulls with them. More coming up with guns in the 701. Stand by. <laughs> 43 K Fire Guns, the 701. <laughs> and back. Uh, I heard the warning. <laughs> Why would anybody be surprised? Record high background checks for firearms happened on Black Friday. Well, one, it's a big shopping day, right? Big one. Oh, yeah. Two, crime isn't exactly down. Nope. Why is anybody surprised at this? 
Heck, just listen to them reports there over the break. There are a lot of things going on just in yeah, North Dakota, stabbings and all kinds of things. Oh, no doubt. All the more reason to carry. You know what happened to me? I'm going to have to carry now, too, because somebody got into my Buick. Did you hear about that? No. Oh. I don't think there's anything worth stealing in a Buick. I don't know. Hey. <laughs> apparently there is. They got my thing of wipes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, no. Dude wipes? <laughs> Just, I had this nice big thing of industrial strength wipes in case something, you know, ketchup yeah. or whatever. Got whatever the heck. Right? Well, that happened out in Minnesota while you were out there? Uh, right in front of my, my mother's housing co-op there where she... Oh, Minnesota. I, you gotta love it. I opened the door... They'd taken all the napkins out of the console, put them on the driver's seat, so I knew something was wrong. The The glove box, which only had the owner's manual and the registration on, had been opened, and those were sitting on the floor. The thing at Trail Mix is still sitting on the seat. Why not take that? Oh, my goodness. Nope, but, but you took the wipes. Took the wipes. Well, so, I was out there the same time you were, I think, Todd. What were you doing out there? Oh, visiting relatives over Thanksgiving as oh, well. Sure. Yeah. But I actually went to a place that had real trail mix. It was a Von Hansen's meat place. And their trail mix was just all kinds of different kinds of meats and cheese. Now, that's the kind of trail mix I can get behind. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, this was not a trail mix with M&Ms and stuff. That's candy. That's not trail mix. That's candy. You know, just say clear. what it is. If you want to eat that Clay, stuff, that's fine. About- just stop acting like you're being healthy. That's right. That's right. It, meat is healthy. What do you mean? Meat is healthy. Yeah. Yes, I'm talking about the the trail mix with M and M's and stuff in it, and they call it yeah. a health food. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> it's got it's got twelve kinds of chocolate in it. Well, then I doubt it's that healthy, but whatever. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so how come everybody's doing background checks on Black Friday here? What was it? Is just everybody's getting a gun for Christmas, or what's going on? Sounds like a good idea to me. Go ahead, Jamie. <laughs> I mean, everybody's getting yeah. one? <laughs> so, you know, Clay, right before I uh, was talking about knives and that, remember, President Obama said if they bring a knife, we bring a gun. So maybe Obama is more Second Amendment than we thought. Huh? Hey, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's a good point. <laughs> so, yeah, um, you know, did a demonstration of the ongoing demand for our firearms and Second Amendment rights. Um, the FBI's National Instant Criminal Background Check System reported an all-time high number of background checks for Black Friday. And the National Shooting Sports Foundation has the numbers here that um, the week leading up to it, including Black Friday, there was, in that week, 680,671 background checks were run. And, and Black Friday itself actually had 214,000 913, which set a new record for that day. It's a slight, slightly decrease from last year, though, which was, it was down 4.3% from last year in the same week-long period. But, um, you know, it's, that's, that's pretty awesome. I, I didn't actually partake in the Black Friday buying, Todd. I, I bought one the other day. It's actually a kit. So, you know, according to old Judge Kane there, we were talking about, hey, I'm going to build my own. I, I guess I didn't buy a complete gun, so maybe he's happy about that. Oh, that's right. Democrats don't like you building your own guns either. But uh, <laughs> he's going to eat ghost guns. 
uh, I mean, these these background checks reported by the FBI. I mean, that's just keeping with with what we've seen throughout the year. And Clay and I have said it every every month. We bring it up, right, Clay? What do we have? Four years. Every for one million yep. guns for four years running now, right? That's what it is. That's what it is. Yes. And that's pretty that's awesome. So the lowest day out of that week was Sunday, and that was fifty two thousand five twenty one. And of course, like I said, the highest day was actually Black Friday, which set that record at two fourteen nine hundred thirteen. That's awesome. And, and uh, hey, you remember, it's mixed ahead, background Clayton. checks. So it isn't necessarily one gun. It could be a multiple. I mean, you could have, someone could have bought a shotgun and a rifle or a handgun and a shotgun. So there, it, it's just background checks individually. So I'm telling you, it could even be higher than that. But, you know, anytime you get almost a quarter million sales or background checks, I'm, I'm good with that, uh, expressing their Second Amendment on, on Black Friday. That's awesome. <laughs> if you have Santa Claus for a gun at Christmas, do you have to do a background check then? He's exempt. <laughs> That's what I thought. Gun dealer. Private sale, right? Yeah, I mean, because it, it's, it's you know. It's the, a sale. It's North Pole rules. There you go. He's one of those kitchen table dealers, Clay. Yeah. A48 and K-Fired's guns in the 701 Harvard Pole. Harvard Pole? Uh, already. <laughs> just those words right there make me think, oh, great, here we go. Six in ten voters say owning a gun is necessary, is is a necessary part of self defense against crime. Oh well, yeah, it's a Harvard poll. Otherwise, it'd be eight in ten, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a Harvard Harris poll, which I don't generally put a lot of weight in into those polls coming out of there. But I found it interesting coming from a left leaning, you know, basically poll that we have that many people that are actually in support of the Second Amendment. Basically, they asked the question, do you think crime and safety in your community is getting better, worse, or staying about the same? 42% of them said worse versus 21 who said better, and 49% of independents were among those that said crime is worsening. So, you know, those middle-of-the-road people, even they can see how bad it's getting. Then they also asked, do you think that you need to have a gun today in case you are attacked by criminals? Or do you think owning a gun is unnecessary? Well, unlike the judge in Colorado who thinks it's unnecessary, the majority of those voters say, yep, and it didn't matter. Whether they were Democrats, whether they were Republicans or independents, here's how it <laughs> breaks down. 54% of Democrats said that owning a gun is necessary, even though they vote for the people that want to take them away. 77% of Republicans said so, and 56% of independents. So that's a, that's a pretty overwhelming number. And especially amongst the the one group that I figured would be way, 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 way under fifty percent, and they're actually a little bit older. So, go ahead, you want to jump yeah, in there? Yeah, but like you, yeah, like you said, Clay. I mean, are they even self-aware that their party is the one who's trying to stop you from actually defending yourself with a gun or buy a gun? I don't even think most of these people um, who vote for Democrats even realize that, you know, because they said right here and further down in the story here. Uh, moreover, a majority of American voters believe woke politicians are the driving force behind crime <laughs> in the United States. Yeah, and every woke politician is a Democrat, and yet these Democrats who, who agree with that in this poll, they still vote for them. Anybody who voted for Joe doesn't believe that because he's about, he's about as woke as they get. Yeah, and hates the Second Amendment. And, I mean, even in oh. their new campaign stuff coming out, Biden's people are saying, hey, it's going to be front and center as our campaign, which that'll be interesting. It's gun control. 
and they want more of them, and they want them all. In fact, they're trying to ban semi-autos now. So, <laughs> and and play it says here even a larger majority of voters at sixty-seven percent support removing DAs who are soft on crime. I'll bet you ninety-five percent plus of these DAs who are soft on crime, or they're Democrats, and Mike Bloomberg, who's one of the biggest anti-gun funding rats in America, helps get these people elected. And yet, oh, almost seventy percent of people are against them, but they don't—they don't even pay attention to who puts them in power. They don't, and you know, I, I feel in that around here. I mean, this used to be, and it kind of still is in this area, a heavy Democrat voting block to a point. And yet, when you ask them questions about this, they're really not. They've been voting Democrat because their dad was Democrat and their grandpa was Democrat. Yeah, they're all like and Kennedy. Their great grandpa, yeah. They, they still think it's oh, Kennedy John Kennedy. Party. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Guns in the 701. Friday morning's about 8.15 here on K-Fire, but I know that's not enough. <laughs> yeah, it's not, Todd. Well, not enough, I give you 24 hours, it wouldn't be enough, but you do have <laughs> the iHeart app, and therefore you do have access to even more of Guns in the 701. Oh, absolutely. Hit iHeart and uh, you know, and then find K-Fire. It comes on there in Mitchell in the morning or find Guns and 701. We're both on there. Best best podcast on iHeart for North Dakota. Go catch it any day you want. Well, not just for North Dakota. Well, for everybody. It, would actually, it, it should actually be required learning for Harvard. <laughs> there you go. And, you know, if they're going to do studies <laughs> yeah, on guns, they really stuff. should be studying guns then. Right. Yes, should, should. Well, hey, if, if Scott Bachmeyer can teach at South Dakota State, Clay and I can teach at Harvard, man. There you go. There, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a great weekend. Yeah. You too, Todd. You too, Todd. Good talking to you. All righty. Yeah. Fantastic.